and welcome to Midnight Musings. I'm your host, Bren. And I'm Jay. Brilliant. And uh, what what are we talking about today, Jay? Well, we've got a bunch of news to go through today, and the first Ooh. one being the Suicide Squad delay. Oh, yes. This is, this, this is kind of like a topic that we've kind of made our main topic, really, isn't it? Yes. Because it's quite dramatic. But before we dive in, let's hear that lovely, lovely jingle. Ah, yes, isn't it pretty? Lovely. Um, so, yes, it's our main topic is the Suicide Squad delay. So what happened here, Jay? Well, it's been delayed again until February 2024. Now, that is a long time, isn't it? Yes, especially now, of when it was supposed to be out. It was supposed to be out relatively soonish. I think was it May? It was scheduled for. I mean, well, it was supposed to be out last year. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of. It, uh, is this the second or third time it's been delayed? Uh, I think it's the. It might be the third or fourth. Oh, crikey! Okay, so the reason we think, or many people think, is because of the the recent gameplay that they released. Uh, they thought everything was going well. They thought, yeah, we're rock steady. We made a wicked game. Everyone's going to like it. Then everyone watched this footage. And uh, it's abysmal. And what? Why? Why did people think it was bad, Jay? I think it was um, the whole looter shooter thing. Is kind of everyone's bored of it now, for one. But mm. also, the way that you kind of traverse the environment was a bit dodgy as well. It didn't really look very nice. And the fact that you've got all these unique heroes, but they all use the exact same um equipment sets and they all have the same guns and everything there's there's there doesn't seem to be anything really unique about each of the different characters in it yeah so you would expect yeah you kind of want to play it as harley quinn right so you'd expect like to have traits that are unique to harley quinn and animations unique to her and weapons that are unique to her and stuff but instead everyone's using even even boomerang he's not using his boomerangs he's using guns yeah, he's using the, the same like selection of assault rifles and pistols that all the other characters get. Now, that sounds bad, but then it goes a step further because obviously it's got like, you know, a premium shop and all that kind of jazz, you know. Yes. Well, uh, well, they haven't said anything about a premium shop, but it's more about like the the gameplay loop is there for obvious like looting and shooting and, and you know, gaining gear and all the stats and all that kind of stuff that most people aren't very interested in, especially with something with this IP. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. And then uh, it's it just it just reeks of um, Avengers. Yeah, which is a lot. What a lot of people have said. And then it goes a step further uh, when they they showed like how missions would play out. And it, I've got to admit, it just looks so stale. And the mission objectives were essentially like shoot purple blobs on the back of these enemies until they get destroyed. And it's it just it just felt really weak. You know, like the gameplay just. If you were to sum up what grindy gameplay <laughs> looks like, Suicide Squad pretty much ticked every single box in that gameplay showcase. Yeah, and it, it did. It felt like in that 10-minute gameplay showcase, I'd already seen the core gameplay loop, and that's what I was going to get over and over again. Forever. Yeah. With some highly polished cutscenes in between. Yes. So <laughs> essentially, it's, it's Anthem 2.0. Uh, yeah exactly um and there was also the requirement for it always being online 
Oh yes, that's even uh, if, yeah. Even if you were playing it single player, there was a always online requirement. Yeah, that that needs to just go away. That and that. What what's that other thing? De novo, um, like anti cheat oh, yeah. stuff or whatever it is. I don't yeah, know what it is. Um, yeah, all that stuff just needs to be gone. You know, and it. So that was the reason for the backlash, uh, and it came thick and fast from. <laughs> Oh yes, <laughs> from from everywhere, to a point where the you know Rocksteady have turned around and released that uh, press release, didn't they? Just saying that we've made the hard decision to delay the game uh, for what was it ten months or whatever. Um, yeah, you know but until all, until twenty twenty four. Yeah, but all they've said it's just for it's for extra polish. So yes, it doesn't which... detail that they're going <laughs> to, I mean, they're going to fix any of the complaints that came up um, in the, the showcase. And yes. I think, I can't remember who said it now. Maybe Jason Schreier. He's always the one that's on Twitter, like Usually. Uh, with all the, the, the rumors and everything. But I think even if it wasn't him, someone's definitely said that the amount of delay they've put on it is not enough to change anything drastic. I believe that was Jason Schreier that said okay, that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, you're right, because in the game development world, especially on a project as large as that one, I mean, that that project is a beast. That is a, mm. a really, really mega project. Ten months is not enough to do nothing. Uh, it, it, uh, like, so this backlash happened and they were like, well, OK, we need to do something about it. Uh so I don't think they're going to change the core gameplay loop. And this is a topic of much debate yeah. uh, about what they are going to do and what they aren't going to do. But all I'm going to say is they will probably, uh, if they're not going to change anything drastic, there's definitely been some meetings, panicked meetings, uh, <laughs> with the topic of, well, what can we change in 10 months? Yeah. So what comes of that? I don't know. I think at the moment, I, it's only a rumour again, but there is a rumour that the always online requirement will be removed. Yeah, and also that is not... that. I mean, that could be the one and only change because it's, you know, doing something just like that, it's not as easy as just turn off the online component. Oh, no, no, it's not a switch or just no. one line of code they can just delete and go, oh, yeah, it's, everything else should just work. <laughs> yeah, no, it does not work like that. And to be to be fair, 10 months to get that implemented and working sounds mm -hmm. about reasonable. Um, however, I don't think it's going to save the rest of the game. Now, I mean, I look at it and... To me, it looks a lot like Gotham Knights, but a bit faster. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's not, you know, it's like there's not much difference in it. Like there's, um, and and even in Dark um, it, Gotham Knights, uh, they had a lot of stuff in there that kind of alluded to this much bigger live service game that it was going to be before, I don't know, someone panicked and went, mm, maybe we should rein this in a bit. Yeah, they 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 saw the death of Avengers and thought, hmm, we should yeah. probably uh, we should probably take this out of our game. Yeah, and that changed obviously Gotham Knights. <laughs> could could we say for the better? I'm not sure. I mean, I I, mean... I haven't played it. Like, have you played it? Nope. No. I I saw the reviews and that was enough for me to say I think I know what this game's all about. It's not. For yeah, me. yeah. I mean, once I mean, most gamers know these days. Don't they? You know, you you watch a couple of like gameplay videos 
you know, even if you, if you try a demo or try it like for a few minutes yourself, you, you're going to know whether you want to spend like, you know, a hundred hours playing this. And just yeah. from what I saw from the, the short gameplay loop uh, of, of uh, Suicide Squad, it's just not something that I'd be interested in. And that saddens me because I was really looking forward to it because I thought, ah, well, Gotham Knights is out and it looks crap, but don't worry because old good old boys Rocksteady are just around the corner with the Suicide Squad and it's going to be amazing. I know, and, and it is a shame. And yeah. it, it, these are these are IPs and these are characters that you want to play games of. It was like the Avengers game. Like yeah. with with the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Avengers franchise, like that should have been a home run. It's like how oh, yeah. did they manage to mess it up so bad? I know. It's like you've got all these incredible characters and then they were just like, "Ah, well, we'll just slap a load of grindy gameplay in it and make it shallow as fuck." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and oh no, it's not selling very well. Well, I wonder why, you know? <laughs> It's awful. I mean, to be honest, I was I had the same worry because obviously looter shooter and online grindy gameplay is flavor of the year or whatever it was a couple mm. of years ago. I was really worried that Hogwarts Legacy was going to be another flavor of the year grindy, you know, rubbish game with not much substance to it, but that really shocked me. Um yeah. Uh -huh. the like how how much of a traditional single player open world game it was you know and it felt really really good in pretty much every aspect yeah uh, <laughs> and, 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 I, and they work like why, yeah. why why don't why can't publishers just get this through their head like they don't need <laughs> to think of something which they can monetize for the next 10 years make a great yeah. game sell this is it comes down the line of of this other kind of line of thinking that's perhaps a bit more cynical but part of me believes that you know it could all be on purpose as well because um you know you see these things like you know oh no no press is bad press right and yeah. it's like are they kind of intentionally making you know these decisions so they they keep the name in the media for longer keep people talking keep you know a hype train is still a hype train and you know if the game drops and it's like completely different you know can you imagine like what what they showed the gameplay that they showed was just like you know not actually the game and when when they show it later in the year it's going to be like significantly different and wow us and do a sonic the hedgehog 180 i mean yeah because I, I think that was planned there's no way there's you can't tell me that anyone that looked at that cgi model that first cgi model of the sonic sonic hedgehog in the movie and said yeah that's it that's the one you know because it has to go through so many stages before it gets in front of a an audience in a trailer that yeah. I just can't believe anyone didn't just look at it and go, this looks kind of odd. <laughs> I, I I would love to have seen all the conversations in yeah. the background of that. Yeah, because, you know, somewhere, somewhere in a boardroom somewhere, somebody said, I fucking told you so. <laughs> but um yeah I, I don't know so part of me thinks like a lot of this stuff is kind of planned or or maybe just you know oh yeah it's it's purposely kind of done this way so they can 
you know, make a epic comeback or whatever. But at the same time, it seems very detrimental to their monetary gains uh, if people just keep getting pissed off. But then, on the flip side of that, a lot of us gamers will just buy stuff anyway because, well, you know, oh, they will fix it. Which is, it's a shame because they'll release it broken because they know we'll buy it because we want to play it. Yeah. And that whole philosophy, that sales philosophy, has just, it's plagued the industry in a massive way and it's just getting worse. But I feel the more failures, games like, massive games like Suicide Squad and, you know, the Avengers, like all these huge franchises, the more failures those kinds of things have, the more people are going to wake up and think, we can't just keep throwing money at these things because they've, they've cottoned on. <laughs> We've cottoned on to how how bad they are. Yeah, I mean, I would be interested to see if um, like sales for pre-orders are as high as what they used to be. Uh, what in general or for Suicide yeah, Squad? Just just in general, just just mm. to see if um, if people's spending habits have changed, and if we are waiting now, I'd, uh, I'd be highly surprised if they haven't changed. Because I mean, most people. I, I mean, I've heard the phrase, "I'll check it out on YouTube before you know I'll pre-order that." You know, so much more. You know, pre-order seems like a silly word these days. It's like, what, what's even the point of pre-ordering? Yeah. They're not going to run out. <laughs> well, well, no. And I mean, a lot of the, unfortunately, I don't think you get an accurate depiction of sales figures now because a lot of like the big collector's editions or the big pre-order editions are bought up by scalpers and yeah. then resold and the you know, aftermarket. Yeah. So it's all so, inflated weirdness anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so it's it's a bit of a shame that the Suicide Squad has faced this calamity. And uh, to be honest, I don't know how they're going to turn it around or if they even can to a point where it's going to satiate the uh, um, the appetites of all the people that have found multiple faults with it. So, yeah, I yeah, I don't, I don't see I don't see any coming back from it. At least, at least mm. not when it releases in February. I think we'll still get a pretty shallow experience, and maybe they'll fix it later down the line. But isn't perhaps. that always isn't that just the same story? <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. But you know what? I would like to hear what everyone else thinks about this situation as well. And who knows? There may be some more information out soon that that might answer all these questions. But I don't know. They might be tight-lipped about it. But if you want to leave us a comment about what you think, then head to the YouTube channel. Or if you're already listening on YouTube, then, uh, yeah, it's youtube.com forward slash Ministry of Gamers M-O-G. And uh, you can leave us a comment and we'll read it out on next week's show. But, uh, yeah, so that's enough of the Suicide Squad. Let's hope they fix it. But let's move on now to the news. It's that part of the show, Jay, where we like to muse about something that's happened fairly recently. Yes. And what is in the news today, Jay? Well, a bit of a quiet week. Well, I say quiet. I've managed to find quite a bit. Um... But you mean I wasted my epic news jingle on a quiet week? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's been a relatively quiet week, but um, I've still okay. managed to dig out quite a few things. Um, nice. Hit me. Hit me with it. So aside from the Suicide Squad and all that kind of stuff, uh, but keeping on the same track of games which have suffered many delays, oh dear. Um, the Lord of the Rings Gollum is hitting the headlines this week. Okay. Um, In a good way? Ne- never a good way. Um <laughs> 
for some weird DLC practices. Okay. So the game will feature Alvish voice acting. Uh, uh, but... Sorry, what? what's Elvish voice acting? Like, is in, like, a, a made-up Elvish language? Yeah, yeah. So, like, right. the, the, the Elvish language, they're going to be characters that speak Elvish in okay. the game, which you would expect from, you well, know, Middle-earth and yes. the world of um, J.R. Tolkien. But mm-hmm. if you want the full experience of having secondary characters and characters in the overworld speaking in Elvish as well, then you need to have the Precious Edition Bundle DLC. Oh... <laughs> my god you're kidding me have we got to this point now where we're actually selling that they're actually selling parts of the game that should just be there yep so the <laughs> oh my, they're selling voice acting what yes so <laughs> what what they've said is uh, people who only, they say, only own the base game will still be able to hear Alves speaking when necessary. Oh my god, Jay, However, that's awful. Yes. Um, when Gollum is traversing Middle-earth, um, you can listen to dialogue between secondary characters and these will only be offered as part of the DLC. And what? their justification for this, their official statement was... There's no justification, but here, here we go. Yeah, was that the fact that um, they went the extra mile to hire voice actors to perform these conversations, which will add to the game's lore and immersion, which is why it costs more to access them. What the f- I mean, no. What the actual... You're buying the game anyway. Everything that you created should be in that game. Yeah, extra mile, extra mile. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled by this. I mean, you got games like The Witcher Three that is just filled with voice acting everywhere. Mm. Oblivion, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Years ago, the the script for Elder Scrolls Oblivion was like four phone books long. You know, it's just this massive, incredible sized document, and and they're telling me that. They can't have everyone speaking because it can't... Oh, rubbish. Rubbish, I say. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit of a... Yeah, it's a bit of a kick. I mean... <laughs> charging, I'm sorry. You, to, charging you to hear secondary characters speaking in Elvish, you need to spend a little bit more money. I don't know I don't know how much more it is. Um, I mean, it sounds like it's quite a significant amount, to be fair, if they're going to decide to... Well, we've put we've gone the extra mile to record these voices for you peasants. You should pay out for it. Um, it's just the way they said it will add to the game's lore and immersion, which okay, is why okay. it costs more. So, it's right. like, so now, you, now you've got to pay to be immersed in the video game that you've... You've got to pay more to be immersed in the video game that you've just bought. This, it's ridiculous. It's like, oh, oh, um, I'm going to go see this movie in the cinema. Hello, sir. Which movie would you like to see? I'd like to see the new Indiana Jones movie, please. Great. Now, would that be the... Oh, shut up, Alexa. Would that be the standard viewing of Indiana Jones? Or would that be the premium version of Indiana Jones? Oh, well, what's the difference? Well, the premium version has sound effects in it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was like, I'm going to go see the new Star Wars film. Okay, would you like to see the version with all the CGI effects or the one without? Without, because if you don't, then you won't have the most immersion uh, experience. Uh, You know, if you don't buy the premium, uh, you're just... 
spend the extra ten dollars to not see the actors <laughs> acting just in a green screen studio. Oh my god, they can't just they can't be serious. Oh, nope. that's that's made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might. That's but, made me mad. But I mean, this is just adding to all the controversy that Gollum's had over the. I mean, because uh, the other thing as well, the game doesn't look that great. No, it doesn't. Um, and there's um, cause for concern for anyone planning to purchase it on the pc as well because it doesn't sound like it's been very well optimized because uh, they, they recently well, half the audio is missing apparently well, i mean there is that but um they recently released the pc requirements for it and get this it says <laughs> that it needs at least 16 gigabytes of ram and a gtx 1080 or rtx 2060 graphics card just to run it on medium at 1080p what that tells that tells me it's not been optimized very well at all. No, that's like uh, for spoken levels of ridiculousness. Yes, because even that that had a ridiculous spec, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did. But it's um, like, well, it runs fine on the PlayStation. Like, how, how you know how come it doesn't run fine on a PC? See, it just seems a bit weird. It's like, why do we need like insane specs on the PC to run it on medium settings when? Yeah consoles just run it yep here we go it's fine <laughs> the danger when something's just been optimized for a console and pc seems to be an afterthought but if they're going to yeah. re-releasing them simultaneously then there needs to be more work on the i mean okay yeah. it's probably easy for me to sit here and say oh yeah localization <laughs> just get it sorted i mean yeah it probably just take a lot of work but yeah if, you, if you're going to release it make sure you're releasing the best possible experience on each console yeah exactly i mean i know like some uh studios have done things in the past where it's like uh, the game's available in english with english voice acting however the all the uh, the audio tracks for like tons of other languages exist but you download them separately yes but they're free <laughs> you know? oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like you know if you want the japanese language edition you you just click i want the japanese language and it'll download that for you it you know it's something you know it's to stop the file sizes being so bloated with all the audio recordings but yeah i mean to to not include them and then to charge people for them uh, and then your game looks kind of jank anyway i just it's no it's a it's a no from me jay it's a no <laughs> i don't yeah. like Gollum anyway why would you make a game about Gollum? he's the most hated character in the whole franchise with make it about aragorn yeah I, yeah i mean do do something i mean i don't any know why they chose Gollum. yeah it seems make it really about weird. gandalf <laughs> do anything any character the freaking cave troll would be more interesting than Gollum. <laughs> Well, we'll anyway, see what else? I'll see what else they're planning because apparently Gollum is just the first in a long line of uh, Lord of the Rings games that are coming out over the next couple of years. Uh, well, I'll buy the second one and maybe th three years after its release, when all of it's available in a, a greatest hits edition or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. That's that's annoyed me. Have you got some good news or is it all bad? <laughs> uh, we'll get to the good news in a minute. Okay, I wanna, okay. I just want to quickly touch on uh, Redfall. Um, oh, okay. That's in the news again. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because um, so I think did we speak about it last week about the the dodgy gameplay trailer and all that kind of yeah, thing? We, yeah, we did speak about that. Yeah. yeah. So some new news has come out recently. New uh, news. Because the, the game releases in two weeks' time, I think. Yes. Um, but it's going to be they are only releasing it with the um, what do they call it now? 
the game mode which looks the best um the, the visual mode so you, and oh it's, okay it's gonna be locked at locked. 30, 30 frames per second right yeah so they're releasing the fidelity mode and no option no optional performance mode no that's gonna come at a later date apparently okay i mean to be honest like i i get a lot of flack for this when i say it online and stuff like that but 30 frames per second does not bother me i'd i'd rather have a better looking you know better looking graphics and as long as the frame rate is you know stable 30 that's okay yeah see you know? i've i've kind of i've always said <laughs> that frame rate doesn't really bother me but since I've been playing a lot of games at 60 frames per second, it's like, mm, I like it's the smoothness. Hard. It is hard to go backwards, I will admit. However, I, I'd, with slower games, I, I'd say frame rate's not so much of an issue. Like, you no. know, if it, like for example, um, uh, Resident Evil, like the, the, the first one, the first remake on the GameCube, for example, or the, oh, the PS3. Yeah, yeah. You know, a game like that, it's slow paced. Like, you don't need a super high frame rate um you know i'd say games that benefit from high frame rates are you know games like shooters and um racing games which of course redfall is a shooter so it is uh, i mean and the other argument is it doesn't really look that great either so they can't understand why it's being capped at 30 to run it well 4k on the series x and 1440p on the series s Um, i mean i could understand if it if the game looked like the last of us then yeah i'll be like all right okay it's obviously doing a lot of work in the background sure cap it but it doesn't it looks like left for dead with some hd update yeah like it doesn't look that like jaw dropping it's not it i mean again i don't really know how they build these things these days the technology's changed so much but I don't know what's going to, you know, from my eyes, my untrained eyes, uh, it doesn't look like there's a lot of heavy processing going on to create the image I'm looking at. So um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it seems a bit of an odd decision. And to be honest, um, I feel that the developers have got this a little bit backwards. Uh, if they're going to favor one over the other, they should have favored performance for all the people that are going to be playing this, expecting a high performance and expecting to be able to shoot really fast and, you know, and have that smooth, buttery smooth gameplay experience right from the get go. And then release the high fidelity. Oh, it looks really nice patch later. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, because then that would please people like me that would want to see it in its best light even if the frame rate is a little bit lower but surely the most sensible option would be to think about that beforehand and have both options available day one and allow you to toggle between them it's not like you know that hasn't been done before they did it with ratchet and clank you know there's been multiple games that have had an optional what do you want high frame rate low low fidelity or high fidelity low frame rate you know yeah most games that have come out recently have had that i mean even resident evil 4 had that option yeah um, so do that yeah but i guess they, they just don't want to delay it again so it's coming out in two weeks i mean i suppose the only benefit is it will be out on game pass so you know it's kind of so, like a, it's it's a low risk for anyone that wants to maybe try it you um, know? well i mean if you can because let's face it everyone's going to try it and it's just going to crash the servers like it always does because yeah because that's yeah, what happens it, it still requires online early at the moment yeah they still haven't yes. removed that so yeah yes <laughs> But, oh, yeah, moving on to something a little bit better. Okay, um, a little bit better. I suppose we need to talk about the Super Mario movie. Okay. 
because it has been doing very well. Yes, um, it's, I've seen uh, it. We've yeah. seen it. We went and saw it. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, so it did. It's the biggest ever global debut for an animated movie. So it beat Frozen two. Oof. Um, after its second weekend, it passed uh, Detective Pikachu as the highest grossing video game movie. Ooh. So yeah, it's racking up some good it's, accolades. And Jack Black. I'm sorry, but Jack Black loves playing Bowser. Oh, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> like I've seen him all over all over the social medias doing little songs, and he, every time he has an interview with anyone talking about how you know him playing Bowser, he just loves it, and I think it's great. Jack yeah. Black, Bowser, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, it's like him turning up to interviews wearing a Bowser onesie and everything. Yeah. It's just a yeah, he's he's brilliant. But it's just like I'm remaining hopeful that you know okay. with with that and the Last of Us TV show, you know, hopefully we finally uh, broken the video game curse. Perhaps. I mean, yeah, maybe they've seen the light that oh, if we stay closer to the source material, the people that really like this stuff really like it it's yeah. like well yeah no yeah you know we've been trying to say that for years <laughs> yeah uh, uh, so and i think the, the next one coming out is god of war um oh they're doing the god of war movie yeah well i is think it's it? gonna be a, a tv show oh cool is that a live action one then yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. nice that's i wonder the who they're gonna they're get doing. to play kratos <laughs> who knows <laughs> I mean, that's gonna be a hard role to fill but yeah just just going back to mario for a second um, what, what did you think of it? Because I, I know I know opinions have been very much divided online, and it's kind of you know some people have really liked it, some people really didn't. But I thought it was great. What it you know what, what are your thoughts on the divide? Uh, I I mean I really liked it. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I thought it was it was great. It looked and felt like Mario. I mean, if I had one criticism, it was the fact that the film was just too short and it didn't have enough time to properly explore each of the different things it did. Um, yeah. so I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't know if anyone's no, seen no it. Spoilers, I don't want to spoilers. No spoilers. But yeah, I would, I would, I would have happily had it another hour long and you know, yeah. gone into more of the different areas and seen more of the characters and everything. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, obviously they made that decision because you know it's a children's movie. At, I mean, at it's a children's film at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, but I, mean, <laughs> I like the fact that the plot was simple enough and it was colourful enough and entertaining enough to to keep children very much glued to their seats and glued to the screens but it was also chock full of in-jokes and and references for all the adults and all the nostalgia it was just oozing with it so whether you've I I think it works on two fronts because whether you've never seen or played a Mario game before in your life you're going to have an absolutely incredible time and if you've played every single Mario game in existence you're going to get even more out of it Um, and uh, yeah I, I thought it worked well across the board really yeah, a great film, and absolutely nothing wrong with uh, Chris Pratt's performance. No, I was it. I was genuinely surprised, and I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, Chris Pratt is playing a, another character," but he did a great job. He, he did. I'm sorry, you know, he he just yeah, he, yeah. he nailed it. Yeah, it he wasn't distracting it. at all. And nope. at one point, at no, at no point for my entire viewing experience did I stop and think, "Huh, yeah, Chris Pratt." Yeah, it, it no. was just like no. I was fully immersed in the characters and the way they did it was very clever. I thought. Yeah, no, it was great. And if you haven't seen it yet, one hundred percent, 
go and see it just forget the naysayers go and make up your own mind and go and go and watch it and have a good time get some popcorn go watch some mario so yeah good movie yeah great film um i think i mean you mentioned hogwarts uh Mm. earlier and um they released some of their sales figures as well and like they sold 256 percent more than forecast Oh, whoa, so, whoa, I mean, that's a, I mean, when you're talking percentages, businesses like percentages and even the smallest increase yeah. uh, is a win. So to be 200, what was it, 246? 256%. 256% over projections. Yep. Wow. Someone's getting a pat on the back. Yeah. I mean, it sold <laughs> over 12 million copies in its first two weeks. What? <clears throat> yeah it's absolutely uh insane and i think these figures um were back from the start of march they haven't released anything um since since wow so, i mean i can't imagine the games like oh well, it would have slowed down a little bit but there's still yeah. people playing it and enjoying it and yeah it hasn't even had its full release yet because no uh, there's next, more on yeah the way. next month it releases on the ps4 and the xbox one and yep. uh july it releases on the switch oh my gosh so there's still a lot of people out there that probably haven't experienced it yet are waiting. So, I mean, yeah. which which is great because, again, does this link back to the our publishers finally understanding now that they can release a great single-player game and people will still buy it? <laughs> well, you'd, you'd love to think so. You know, I, I hope the message is sinking in and I hope it's loud and clear. And if, if these sales figures are anything to, you know, if those are the things that are going to prove it, then there's the proof. You can see it. There it is. Money in your pocket because they did a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So let's just hope that we get more of that. And I mean, well, we got uh, Star Wars next week. So, Star Wars. Yeah. That's going to be good. Hopefully. Survivor. So, if yeah. EA hopefully. haven't done anything dodgy with it. Well, after the success of the first one, I'm ho- yeah, I hope they've they've left them alone just to kind of make another masterpiece. Yeah, just do what you do. You know what you're doing. Just make it yeah. good. Okay, yeah, make, great. Make us lots of money. We obviously yes. do nothing when we said that people aren't buying single player games anymore. Yeah, they definitely made them eat those words, didn't they? <laughs> no, I think that was that was still brilliant. Yeah, for sure. Um, we got the Final Fantasy 16 showcase this week. Well, last week as well. Um, so they showed off another 20 minutes of gameplay. Um, I, I mean, I will admit, when Final Fantasy 16 was first announced, I mm-hmm. was quite skeptical. Um, okay. But I'm super looking forward to it now. Well, what they've shown yeah. off, I mean, it's because it's moved to a, a more real-time action combat-focused sort of game. Yes. Um, and the way that they've kind of, like, it's been described is sort of like the newer Devil May Cry's. So it's, oh, okay. So it's really different then. Yeah. Um, quite the with, removal. And it's a numbered sequel as well. It is, yeah, yeah. So it's one of the, you know, they're really making the move away from the traditional RPG routes it mm. came from. But I mean, it, it looks incredible, and the um, the Acon fights that are going to happen through it, which are like, uh, yeah, I'm super gushing about Final Fantasy sixteen okay. right now. I, I cannot <laughs> wait until June. It look it looks absolutely amazing, and uh, they they did announce as well that um, Kenshi Yonezu is composing the uh, the main theme for it, and he's a Japanese artist that I I quite like as well. So nice, yeah. they've okay. they've really they've really sold it to me. Brilliant, and you are like a big Final Fantasy advocate and fan, aren't you? Like, oh, so yeah. so if yeah. it's got you gushing, then surely what do you think? Uh, are, there, are there other people out there that are kind of annoyed at the move away from the more traditional routes, or do you think this is a good move? 
I think it's a good move. I haven't seen many people being annoyed about it. I think there's still a lot of love for the traditional turn-based ones. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I admit, like, you know, I like the direction it's going in, like, um, with the... Even, I mean, Final Fantasy XV wasn't the best, but I did like the combat system and then how they refined it a little bit more in the Final Fantasy VII remake. Right, so, yeah. yeah, I definitely... They're going in the right direction, and I'm super excited for this one. I, I think it's going to be really good. Cool. And if we could say anything about it, I suppose that the combat systems in Final Fantasy have always been wildly different. Uh, even in the turn-based, you know, even in the turn-based ones, the combat systems were always evolved over you know and they've always changed um yeah. and yeah i think it's nice to see that they're still trying to innovate and do different things with them uh rather than just sticking to the same formula of combat over and over again so yeah i uh, yeah i can i can see the appeal but also i can see the disdain because i i i also fear change <laughs> yeah i mean yeah Change is always scary, but no, yeah. I do like it. So yeah, super looking forward to that. Nice. And when's then, that? Out? When's that out? It, uh, June twenty second. June twenty second. Nice. Yep. So very soon, very soon. Got a couple of months to wait, and it it has Ooh. gone gold. But Ooh. I know that means nothing in the uh, no. gaming industry anymore. No, it just means they've, they've they've printed a disc. Uh, yes. They're still finishing it. <laughs> uh, but no, super excited for that. And uh, very quickly, I want to talk about something that. I stumbled across earlier, which I thought was quite funny. Um, okay. We're talking about patents last time. Yes. Um, and some of the weird ones which are going around at the moment. But oh, yeah, the hand-warming controller. Yeah. Hand-warming controller <laughs> and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but EA have filed one recently for music that changes to reflect players' emotions. Okay. How do they expect to record said emotions? Well, it, it's going to... Uh, it's going to use like machine learning to kind of look at how a character is, uh, how a player is playing the game, and uh, okay. you get things like the speed they're playing, the damage they're doing, the number of kills. Oh, like, all right, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, genuinely how they're playing the game to kind of gauge the emotion and then change the music to reflect that. that sounds oh, really good. Yeah, it sounds really cool, and I think um, I know. I remember. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance did something similar back in the day. Yeah. They had that adaptive soundtrack that ramps up the longer a fight went on. But yeah, yes. no, this, this is going to use AI to yeah properly determine oh, the emotions of a player and change the music. <laughs> now that sounds cool. Now it, it would be really interesting, like just to see the difference in the soundtrack when you've got like someone casually playing the game for the first time and then a speedrunner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to see like how aggressive the soundtrack is and the differences. But yeah, that that sounds like a wonderful idea. I, I think that's uh that's a good level of immersion and a good use of the tech, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think it would be um quite funny if you could get like uh, different uses for it as well because i just think uh or maybe a super hard game like dark souls imagine the soundtrack <laughs> taking the mick out of you for keep dying or something you know really yeah. annoy you yeah just plays a very small violin <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's yeah cool. so there, there's some interesting patents and uh new things coming to gaming for immersion so hmm, that could be nice. pretty cool i think then, that's a much better use of uh modern technology than things like nfts and things like that oh so. yeah for sure yeah which More you don't really that. hear much about anymore so hopefully no, thank god they've kind of died off um, we, as long we can as, hope yeah as long as square enix stays away from them Ugh. um and then to finish off the, the news block i've got a little rumor mill section there's been rumor quite mill a, yeah there's been quite a few rumors going around this week um, okay so the first one 
is that um, Konami and WayForward could be teaming up for a new Contra game. Okay. I mean, we all know how well the last one did. <laughs> <laughs> but WayForward, uh, I mean, they... They specialize in the Shanti games. Yes. um, And they did work on Contra 4 for the DS. They did. And maybe, do we we think it's going to be a Contra 4 remake to modern consoles? I don't know. So this is. That could be one thing. Yeah. So this is a rumor based on um, a former WayForward employee's LinkedIn profile. <laughs> okay, I, I, that's, I love, that's a reach. <laughs> yeah, I love how these things come out. But apparently uh, this former employee was working on a historic shooter property from an existing franchise that incorporates four distinct playstyles: Run and gun, top down shooter, shoot em up and railgun, which <laughs> well... kind of describes Contra. That's written on the back of the box of every Contra game, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so well, um, I mean, that's a good bet. It's a good. That's a good lead. Yeah, and we might hear about it at the Summer Games Fest this year because I think Konami have got a couple of games they were taking to E3. Now mm. E3's cancelled. Um, it's uh, going to yes. be. I think the the major event is going to be the Summer Games Fest. Um, so we might hear more about it there. Awesome. That, that's a good rumor. I like that one. More Contra is never a bad thing. Yeah. And WayForward is a really good developer, so. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully the you know, they can help Konami drag some of <laughs> their IPs out of out the cupboards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We already get Silent Hills coming back. Now Contra could yep. be good. Hopefully. Uh, we we also have a rumor that Tango Gameworks are working on their next game. Okay. Um it's rumored to be a new IP and an RPG. Well, that's a that's a different it's a complete for them, isn't it? change to complete everything they've done. Yeah, from the Evil Within to uh, Ghostwire Tokyo to Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, as well. That was kind of out of left field, very big bright departure. coloured. Yeah, and it, it was brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. So for them to be working on a new IP and potentially an RPG, I think could be really cool. Yeah, I, I'd definitely give it a go. I, I like their work, you know. So yeah, bring it on. Look forward yeah. to that. Yeah, and then finally, the the latest rumor is. Um, this, and this is one for you. Okay. Lawbreakers might be, be coming back. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So Will this... my special edition work? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I don't know what capacity or what's happening with it, but it was um, a tweet from uh, Cliff Blazinski. Yeah. And all the tweet said was, just got a text from my lawyer about Lawbreakers. Stay tuned. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited because, you know, I, I saw a lot of the gameplay of Lawbreakers before it, like, tragically fell off a cliff. Mm. Um, <laughs> that wasn't a Cliffy B pun. Um, and uh, it looked really good. And it started its development cycle before Overwatch. And I think yeah. this, I think Lawbreakers, because there's a lot of disdain around Overwatch 2 now and how they've gone off gone off the rails and kind of changed it so much and um it's just not the same it hasn't captured the same magic as the first one and with the first one gone because you can't play it anymore i think there's an arena for lawbreakers to just slot in neatly and take the reins back as being the best hero shooter i i i want him to succeed i want cliffy b to succeed uh he deserves it i think he should come back 
Yeah, because the game the game was great. It had some great ideas. It just didn't yeah. have the player base. Like <laughs> the player base just literally disappeared. Yeah, um, but it was all, no. it was awful. Big shame. But if he can get it back, then fantastic. However, I do want to know, Cliffy, if you if you're listening. <clears throat> You better make my uh, special edition copy of the game work because <laughs> I, I bought it once. I'm not going to buy it again, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that is it. That's it for that the is news. It. Well, yeah. that was a really good news block. I, I, I enjoyed so. that. Yeah. So mm. I, I guess now it's time uh, for that part in the show where we turn to you, dear listener. And uh, yes, we read out your comments. So here it is. Listener comments. And who's our first commenter, Jay? And the first comment was Outdaft UK. Outdaft! Uh, he says, uh, he m- more often get burned out by games two-thirds in and question if I still have, um, if I even like games when it happens. Oof, yes. <laughs> we're, I suppose we've all had the feeling, you know, you, you know, sometimes when you're playing a game and you're like, you just, you know, you know when the screen goes black in a loading screen and you just see the reflection of yourself <laughs> in the TV. It's a Saturday morning. You haven't showered. You're probably still in your underwear. And you just question like, am I, am I enjoying what I'm doing right now? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I do, I do feel that sometimes yeah. like it happens, but you know, just put it down. Go for a walk. And come back, and you'll be like, "Ah, eh, yeah, I fancy playing that again." You know, yeah. it always that's comes of, back. Yeah, that's enough of the outside. But on the flip side, <laughs> he then finishes the sentence by saying, "But then games like the Final Fantasy VII remake come out, and I go on to play through it three times back to back." Ah, well, yeah, that happens too. I mean, to be fair, it it's probably just a sign of the times. You know, like uh, I always said, like, "Oh, they don't make games like they used to," and I pine <laughs> for the olden days. And Jay's probably sick of me hearing me talk about this all the time. But you know, I always think like, "Oh, maybe, maybe I am just talking." You know, maybe I am looking back with rose tinted glasses, and it wasn't that great. But then you play something like Modern Warfare Two on the xbox 360 and you're like no damn it this is incredible this is so good and it's still good and it beats the pants of all of the new ones put together story-wise yeah. maybe not the multiplayer aspects but um yeah the, the story and the campaign uh that whole experience was so much better uh back then but now it's all it's all crap in it <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it is. When you think about it, it is weird. Like, I can think back to loads of games which I I will play religiously yearly yeah. and over and over again. And they're all games that released years ago, like the original Resident Evil, Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, all games like from the '90s, which I will play every year without fail, every single like, over and over again. But then when yeah. I think about newer games that have released, do I go back to any of them? Often, not really. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, you know. Yeah, the older older games like that you that you played and you fell in love with, like yeah, I go back to them like years later and play them again. They made such a impact yeah. on my life. Like you know, I don't think there'll ever be a time where I I think nah, I don't want to play Ocarina of Time anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> that game's just too good not to play. So yeah, no, it it's swings and roundabouts, isn't it? I, I suppose it just depends on finding something that you really get into, and there seems to be a lack of of that around these days, or it seems to be much more shallow experiences that are. It's harder to find the uh, the really really good ones. So yeah, it's a bit of a shame. 
Yes. I mean, not to say that it's not great games. It's just, yeah. yeah, none of them are leaving as much of an impact on me that makes me want to go back and play them again. It's yeah. a bit of a shame. Yes, I agree. He also says that a controller that heats and cools to me sounds like it would drain the battery really quick. Uh, yeah. I prefer analog sticks that work like the triggers. So if you're walking in water, they become stiffer or you can adjust how stiff the right stick is for shooters, which is a really cool idea. Yes. Like what they've it, done with the, yeah, the adaptive triggers, like analog sticks, which, yeah. That would be that, cool. That feeling of like, yeah, you're really struggling Tension. to walk through this. Yeah. I, I, I think that is a good idea. However... I have a feeling. I mean, to, well, to, to be honest, I said the kind of same thing about the adaptive triggers that more heavy-handed people like myself would have more breakages or there'd be problems with them. But so far, so good. I haven't broke a single one. So, <laughs> um, I, you know, I've still got my my OG PS5 controller and it's working fine. But I think there's a you you get a lot more usage on the sticks, or, or there's a lot more fatigue points on a stick than mm. there is on a on a, a lever trigger you know so i don't know i mean yeah it probably can happen but uh, i don't know damage wise it, it might be quite bad maybe maybe they thought about that in the past already and they thought mm, we can't really do that because of xyz but i'd love to see that happen i think that's a great idea yeah it would be pretty cool and then the, the only other downside for that as well is the more of this like tech you put into the controllers the more expensive they become and they're yeah. already they're already getting up there. <laughs> yeah, they're already quite expensive, aren't they? What seventy pounds for a new one? Is it seventy or is it sixty? Oh, yeah, sixty-five pounds. So, sixty-five. You know. yeah, yeah, you're close to seventy. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, they're already getting there. Um, yeah. And then finally, he says, uh, "I personally view the rumored Sony handheld as simply a controller like the Wii U pad, and so mm. I strongly hope the price isn't that of a handheld." Yeah. I, I think it mm. is. It's it's more just like a second screen or an extra screen for your PlayStation that you can use it remotely without having to use the TV. Yeah, it it sounds like an an additional kind of like just a, a useful thing. Like, yeah, it's not a standalone thing at all. Yeah, I think I think that would be useful. You know, imagine if you you're in a home, a family home, and you've got your PlayStation set up in the living room, for example, and you know someone wants to watch the TV and you want to carry on with your game you know flip over to the handheld and you can just carry right on i think that's a great convenience item to have so yeah, yeah. it has to be uh, priced right so i agree yes. yeah good but, good one uh, yeah but thanks for your comment yes thank you very much uh kenneth roberts next kenneth he's becoming he says, a, a weekly commenter yeah <laughs> uh it says great episode again lads oh, thank you very much thank you thank you um the bit of news uh, <coughs> sorry choking my words <laughs> I have an original Xbox where you could install games on it as well. Ah. And yes, I did feel a bit guilty doing that um, <laughs> and brought the game as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going back to last time when I talked about how I used to have a pirated uh, console um, and I'd rent games from Blockbuster and install them on the hard drive and it was very naughty. But yes, no, every game I did that with, I do own a physical copy of now. Yeah. Now. <laughs> now, yeah, yes, <laughs> now it's like uh, I I committed the crime, but I gave it all back. I promise. <laughs> he also mentions Game Station. Um, I remember getting a load of original Xbox games and PS One and PS Two games for fifty p when oh. Game Station uh, from Game Station when they had a closing down sale. 
Nice. Uh, GameStation was a really good game shop. I don't think game is as good as what GameStation was. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. You always had, um, uh, you mentioned it in your comment as well. You always had a more personal experience with GameStation. The staff there felt like they enjoyed gaming more and would talk to you more. Yeah, see, like, I'm wondering, like, how much of that was the, the branding and the vibe that you got when you went in there. It's kind of like, um, you know, game to me feels really corporate, whereas GameStation felt like gamers. You know, like, the, the game branding was always purple and light wood and grey, you know, when you go in the shop. But then, like, in GameStation, it was dark, everything was black, and it looked like it was all covered in paint and graffiti and that kind of vibe. And I don't know, I can, as a young gamer, I connected with that a lot more than the squeaky clean appeal to the parents kind of shop of game. But unfortunately, game won the battle of the brandings. So <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, well, they bought out GameStation, didn't they? Uh, they did well. It was yeah. It was a it was a buyout, and then it was kind of a, a decision of whether or not they would keep the keep one the name. brand. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they they were going to keep the brand, and then they reneged on that and just went, no, we're going to make it all game, which is uh, a shame because yeah. I too preferred Game Station's branding. Yeah, yeah, it was a much cooler shop to be in, and you know, and they did. They always had that retro section, uh, yeah. which you know, game don't. Uh, no. So yeah, it was really cool to pick up really cheap games. He also says, um, yeah, someone in there sold the first Uncharted game to you as well. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then he finishes with a, a question. Um, okay. So because he mentions about uh, playing Fallout Three um, and didn't realize uh, Liam Neeson was uh, one of the voice actors in there. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so he says, so with Fallout 3 having a famous movie person in, what mm. game did you play and enjoyed and then later realized they had the voice of a famous person in the game? Uh, there's been a few, actually, but I'd say the one that sticks out in my mind is I, I was like, oh, that's that guy? Was uh, Turok on uh, the 360 when they remade it. Mm. Um, the, there's a character in there that's played by Ron Perlman. Yeah, so, uh, who was also in Fallout Three? <laughs> well, he he did the narration at the beginning. You know, he's the guy that says "War, War never changes." Yeah, he's the, he's that guy. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Ron Perlman. There you go. I oh, connected it back to Fallout Three for you as well. <laughs> oh yeah, well. Nice. Uh, um, how about you, Jay? I think for me, um, uh, was it John Cleese in? Um, fable 3 uh was he in fable 3 am i remembering this wrong i know john cleese was in fallout <laughs> <clears throat> yeah it was fable 3 he played the he played the butler oh cool cool okay just, just making sure that my memory just wasn't scrambled there but yeah i, I remember like uh, i can't remember what what linked it for me but then it was definitely after i'd finished playing and then when i went yeah. through it again i Oh God, yeah. How did I not realize that? Yeah, that guy sounds just like John Cle Oh, <laughs> and then, then the penny dropped. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one that caught me completely off guard was the um, uh, Spyro the Dragon Legend of Spyro trilogy. Oh, did. yeah. That was Elijah Wood. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so mad. Uh, yeah. So there you go. There's a, a few celebrities uh, that have. I mean, there's, there's always really cool celebrities in in games and stuff isn't there these days oh but, yeah uh, yeah like mark mark hamill was the joker 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, he does a good job. Yeah. And Ke- Which Kevin makes- Conroy as well. God rest his soul. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Linking it all the way back to Suicide Squad. I really hope they do uh, his last performance justice. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah. People are very precious about that. And it's really sad that he passed away and he won't be able to see the fruits of his labor. But, um, yeah, I hope it'll be a, a good homage to a very good and beloved voice actor. Yeah, yeah. So if nothing else, uh, let's hope Suicide so Squad doesn't mess up Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you for your comment. Yes, thank and you. And lastly, we have Christian Denning. Christian, how's it going? He says, great chat again, lads. Oh, thank you very Woo-hoo. much. Thank you, uh, thank you. Game length is such a subjective matter to me. Mm, okay. Uh I do go along with you when you say that sometimes a short game can actually last you longer in the long term. Uh-huh. Like if you want a quick zombie fix, you'll put on Resi 3 Remake, which you can smash through in under two hours. Yeah. Um, I often think a game is like a magic trick. If the gameplay is solid, a character and story is good, then you'll be distracted enough not to notice you're just pressing buttons, which mm. yeah, true. Yeah. The issue with a long campaign is that you get used to the loop or the story fills, and then you see the game for what it is. Moving from point A to point B, pretending to be a Viking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not at all talking about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. No, I didn't pick up on that <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, yeah, spot on point. And it's pretty much, you know, mirrors what we kind of said last time. It was like, yeah, a game, as long as it's great and got a compelling story and everything, you don't mind spending hundreds of hours in. But yeah. But then you get um, something like uh, The Division that, like, completely. Uh, you know, decides to not even try and perform a magic trick and instead just shows you all the rabbits in the hat. Like, yeah, you're going to go to that <laughs> checkpoint. You're going to kill those three guys. You're going to pick up the Storm Grey hoodie and you're going to enjoy it. That's what you're, you're going to do. Do it again. Then you're going to do it again. And it's again. time for a military grey hoodie. Oh, yeah. And you better guess what's next. Yeah, it's a grey scarf. To go oh. with your scray, gray hat. Your scray hat. Your gray hat. <laughs> but this yeah. one's ocean gray. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, some games just put all their cards on the table, don't they? It's like, yeah, yeah, you're just going to shoot at these sponges all day. That's what you're going to do. You like sponges, don't you? Gamer. <laughs> Press some buttons, shoot some sponges, get a, get a bit of loot, get a hat, make you think there's something better on the way. And uh, yeah, that's it. Game over. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So basically, don't pad it for length's sake. Yes, padding it, is bad. Yeah, as long as it's got rich with content, we don't mind spending hundreds of hours on it. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. But nice. that's, uh, and that's it. That's thanks for the comment. Lovely. And is that the end of listener comments? It is. Brilliant. Well, if you would like to leave your comment on anything that we've said uh, this week, then please do just go to youtube.com forward slash ministry of gamers MOG and you can leave a comment there. And uh, yeah, we'll 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 answer it in the very next episode because uh, we're good like that, aren't we? We are, yes. yes. Um, so that about wraps it up. We, we we said we'd make this shorter, didn't we? But uh, we've we've just coming up to an hour, so we're going to cut this Whoops. one off. And uh, if you guys like the longer lengths, then we'll keep doing the longer lengths. But if you think, hey guys, you know, uh, my bus ride's only ten minutes, or <laughs> yeah, stop talking, please, stop <laughs> stop talking, break these down a bit more, then we'll do that. But just let us know, and um, and uh, yeah. 
we'll, we'll sort it out. It's an evolving progress, a podcast is, isn't it? It's, it is, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a thing that it, it, it goes over time. But yes, uh, thank you very much for joining us today and uh, on whatever platform that you are listening on. Uh, we hope you have a fantastic time and we'll speak to you very soon in the next episode. As always, I've been Bren. And I've been Jay. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>